It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live Health Watch. She's writing a prescription for hope. Here's Michelle. In this Health Watch today, we're going to make sure that you're cleared for travel. If it means out of your little home into the real world as the world kind of opens up last week, uh, President Biden said by the 4th of July, we're going to be open again as a nation. We don't know. We are hoping so. But I want to get to before we introduce our guest and get his take on what you can do to make sure you're cleared for travel. I wanted to share some news stories. Kochi, I think you're going to like some of these. So if you think lockdown is bad, you may not have heard this story. A group near France are going into serious lockdown, like in a cave lockdown. No kidding. It's a small group of volunteers, um, 15 men and women. They're going to be living in a cave just south of Toulouse uh, for an experiment called Deep Time. And for 40 days, they're going to be under the earth without a lot of concept of what's going on in the world. In fact, none. And scientists are going to examine them and see what extreme uh, isolation does to a person. Why do they have to go through all of this? I think all of us could kind of testify to what's happening. And another story. If you think that's not extreme enough, now uh, NASA's Artemis program, they're going to land the first woman on the moon uh, and the next man by 2024. A financial expert, Dot Zinc, has written an article, How to Get a Mortgage on the Moon. So that could be some extreme isolation for you out there on the moon. It's only something like $325,000 a month. A month. I mean, what kind of job do you have to do to make $325,000 a month to pay for your mortgage on the moon? Just same. But the rest of the world is kind of starting to open up. Crystal Cruises is getting um, their luxury ships up and running. Even, they say, even without the CDC's approval, they're going to be launching cruise ships. Las Vegas, I was just there last week. There is nothing really happening there, but I don't care. I just love the show at the Bellagio, you know, the fountains. That's the only show I care about in Vegas. Vegas is not my kind of town. I'm sorry, guys. But they had 34.2% unemployment at their worst. Now it's only really bad at 10.5, which is the worst of any metropolitan area. But the Venetian has been sold for $6.25 billion, meaning that people think it's worth an investment. Things are going to open up. And I was out and about last week from Vegas, Houston, New Orleans, and here in Seattle. Uh, I'm going to talk a bit about what the world looks like opening up. And we're going to introduce to you my friend, Kochi from E-Train Fitness, as he helps us coach through how we can be ready to be out in about uh, and we're taking it on coach e. get coached good coach can change the game a great coach can change a life coach me coach e is with us now coach you um 
or one of the folks that comes on helps us with our health, with fitness, and gets us going. But a story that happened to you yesterday kind of reminds mm-hmm. us that if we really want to get out in the world again, uh, we might need to be healthy in another way, beyond just physically, uh, just beyond just health-wise, but spiritually and emotionally healthy as well. Welcome, yeah, my friends. Things, <laughs> thanks for having me on, Michelle. It's great to be on again. Uh, uh, one of the things, and we've talked about this over the years before, but I've noticed during the lockdown that this has become a lot more prevalent is the word empathy and awareness. Those two things, I feel like people have gotten so self-focused that they've kind of lost track on those. And, and what happened yesterday, hmm. I was at the grocery store and I'm in line, I'm getting my groceries and there's a couple in front of me and they're like rummaging through their bag and they're trying to pull out stuff. And I'm not really paying much attention, but I hear the, the, the cashier clerk, you know, trying to ask him, you know, bag, paper, plastic, not plastic, but paper. Do you want a bag? He's asking, he's repeating the questions and they can't understand him. So at first I go, you know, maybe they're from another country. Maybe they don't understand um, but then I noticed that they're signing to each other because they're both deaf. And so then they like pull out a piece of paper and try to hand it to the cashier. And he's now kind of irritated. He doesn't know what's going on. And they're getting kind of upset because he doesn't understand what's going on. And so he just starts talking louder. Now there's like two people behind me and he's like saying, you know, you guys just give me the stuff. You can leave. You don't have to be rude to me because even if you're deaf, deaf people can still make sound. That's something that people that are used to the deaf community know. Some people that are deaf can actually make words. They can say things. They sound a little different, but they can actually make words. These two were very nonverbal. But one of the things that a lot of people in the deaf community do is they read lips if they can't sign. Oh, gosh. And, and this world of masks is miserable. It's, Coachy, it's really hard. I didn't realize how much I read lips. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm fully functionally hearing, but there I you know, I've gotten used to making sure I hear what someone's saying by watching their facial expressions and and watching their lips. Mask mandates have driven me crazy. I mean, I've seen a lot of people when they have a mask on they go, hold on. And they back up a couple steps. They take their mask off and they say, okay, say that again. And I'm like, wait, that has nothing to do with your hearing. Um, so, so what I had to do is, as they were, everybody was getting really upset at, at you know, in this situation. And I, I stepped in and I told the cashier, I said, Hey, the, these two customers are deaf and I know sign. I know how to sign. And so I started signing with them and helping them through their transaction. And they said, thank you. And, and I said, they couldn't understand you because of your mask. And that's why they wanted you to write. And I understand that you can't take that from them because of your guidelines, but this was where the communication thing broke down. And I was thinking about that because I've had something like that similar happen many years ago. And it was a lot easier solved because you could see the person's mouth. And it just, I found that yesterday, Uh, one thing that would have made a big difference is if everyone would have been a little more calm. 
Like, you know, people would have been less stressed and there was a little more um, understanding. Um, and the words that I said earlier, a little more, you know, compassion, patience, and empathy. I feel like that whole situation would have been avoided. And um, so one of the things that I, I share with people is that it's very important that when we see situations like this arise in public, that you as an observer are impacting a situation by doing something or not doing something. And okay. in that situation, I could have just sat there and said, you know what, not my problem. I'll just wait until it's all over. But I chose to step in, help them out, make everybody happy, and then go about my day. And so I just try to remind people that it may not seem like it, but you do matter. You make a difference and you should choose your spots wisely when it comes to those situations, because you never know whose day you're going to make, regardless of what you do or don't do. So and you're out and about because you go to clients and do personal mm -hmm. training. You help people to stay healthy and well, uh, masks or no mask. It doesn't matter what side of that argument you're on. If you have a healthy immune system, uh, you're going to be fighting off, not just coronavirus, mask, but many other things. What? You're going to love this mask. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very autistic mask i like it too i yes, do like yeah. it uh, autism awareness right there um and and that's that's another group of people where masks have been very difficult mm -hmm. wearing masks are difficult um we have very little tolerance it seems um for people and their unique situations, you know, that the clerk really, um, really should be schooled a little bit in customer service. What's mm -hmm. really going on and being able to recognize the signs. Some people can't understand you with her mask on. Um, that's, that's difficult. But the deeper story really is about the health, the emotional wellness that we need to bring to the table as we start to go out and about again. Um, and I'm wondering, as a, as a physical trainer, mm -hmm. how big of an impact is it when we have been sitting on our hind ends for <laughs> over a year, not really getting out as much? I mean, no, even active people haven't been quite as active. How much of an impact does that have on our emotional well-being and our ability to interact as humans it's huge because people uh, have gotten so accustomed to digital interaction that you know i i mean uh when I, i'm like today i'm in bellevue today and i'm training people in bellevue um washington state well, Bellevue, Washington. And, um, We're not talking and Bellevue I'll, I'll, like the I'll, insane asylum, you know, we are yeah. <laughs> like, and then oh, okay. And then I'll go to Seattle. Um, but one thing I've noticed is that some of my clients that I see, I'm, and I'm, I mean, I don't think of myself like this, but I'm kind of like, the, I'm the only person sometimes some of these people have seen all week. And <laughs> when things start going back to normal, how are, I mean, are, are people really going to like, meet up with somebody at a coffee shop and sit down with them for like, like, like things like nothing ever happened. I mean, there's I've having heard stories from people about their anxieties and their worries 
because they haven't been out in so long. And even though I've been trying to get people to go walking, communicate, you know, there's a lot of fear involved. And so some of the things I've kind of noticed is that a lot of these people have picked up a lot of bad habits, you know, food related, lack of activity related. So as things open back up, I feel like there's going to be a big shock for a lot of people. And I encourage some of the people that deal with this really well to encourage your friends, encourage your family members, your kids, as things get better and better, get outside, walk to your grocery store, just move your body because you sat down enough, you've sat on your couch, your kids have been on the computer doing school, it's time to move your body or we're gonna end up like those little tiny porpoises in Wally, the movie, and we'll be floating around and drinking soda out of a can, you know, out of a straw. And let's not do that, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of thought about that too. I uh, I have walked more in the last week than I have probably in the last year. And I've, I've been trying to be really active. I live near a lake in Seattle that's about three miles around. And, and you know, it's easy to just go out and walk around the lake. I even have, I'm going to show you this. You're going to be proud of me. I have this under my desk. Look at this. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's a, <laughs> so I may not be going outside because I live in a rainy part of the country to ride a bike, but I can ride my bike while I'm sitting here doing an interview. So if you were ever watching uh, My Michelle Live and you're watching the video and I'm doing this, <laughs> it's not that she's just getting down. I'm biking, right? So, but I was in New Orleans, Louisiana, and in the French Quarter is so much bigger than I realized uh, or remembered. It's a place of my birth, actually. Uh, walking all over, I mean, blocks and blocks through history. Um, I just couldn't stop. It was wonderful. My feet were so beat and tired, but I just couldn't stop. It felt so good to actually move and have that freedom of movement and somewhere to go. I am looking forward to the country opening up, Kochi. Um, but what I'm not looking forward to is some of the weird conflicts that we're seeing out there because people forgot how to be human. I'll give you yeah. the final word. As things start to open up, I really encourage everyone, everyone listening to this podcast to practice and exercise empathy, understanding some of these people have not actually communicated with the outside world for a while. And everybody needs that communication. And so be patient, talk to your friends, call and set up walking, you know, appointments and just, just be patient with each other so we can all grow as a person, a humanity, you know, a country, and we can just kind of move on and, and everything can get better. Because if we don't, we're going to have some, some strange, you know, some more conflict, and we don't need any more conflict right now. It's time to 
to get better and move forward, everybody. And that's the importance of that story that you told, because that's indicative of of our friend, Kochi. You know, you bring light, life, patience, and goodness where you go. You are a walking uh, example of the fruits of the spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. In my humble opinion, that's how I see my friend, Kochi. But remember that story, that, that what you see may not be what's really going on. Look a little deeper and you can be the change you want to see in the world. Coach E from E-Train Fitness, wherever you're listening to this, we'll put a, a link so you can find Coach E. Um, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me on, Michelle. Everyone have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. I'm going to give you a little bit of a look at what it was like for me traveling from Seattle to Las Vegas to Houston to New Orleans. You're going to hear from our friend Matt Peel as he showed me around New Orleans. This was my stop in Las Vegas. It's not very open, but that's okay. I just love the show at the Bellagio with all the fountains. It's gorgeous. I met this beautiful woman who uh, decided to sit down with me and chat. Uh, She approached me. I know I'm outgoing, but she approached me because this was actually last week, the International Day of the Woman, and I was sitting alone. She said, hey, I'll take a picture with you. Take a picture with me. And we celebrated. Uh, It was outside. Um, You saw in a lot of cases, establishments masking up, extra cleaning efforts, uh, people trying to social distance to a degree, but if they felt that they had a healthy immune system or had had COVID before, or in some cases had a vaccine, they felt perfectly comfortable just being out and coming alive again. As I was just about a seven hour layover, I enjoyed the city and some food. And then I boarded a plane. Funny story. This woman, I didn't know either of these girls. They didn't know each other, but we became fast friends as we sat together for a 45-minute trip. Uh, The girl with the hat, she sat down. She was so shocked. They searched her at TSA and found these baggies with white powder in it. What did she have? protein powder. She said, I gained weight. I have protein powder. They almost didn't let her board the plane. We had a really good laugh and enjoyed the flight and then got together when we were in Las Vegas. What a blast it was. You see a picture of me over here on the right uh, getting to play some live music at a cafe along my journey. But the highlight for me was New Orleans, Louisiana, where there is great food. Look at those beignets, red beans, and amazing art, crazy hat shops, mask shops, and the architecture is off the charts. It's one of the most beautiful places you can walk through and walk through history. You're going to see me talking with Matt Peel. This is the most worn out and tired I think I've ever looked. I'm here with my friend Matt. We are in New Orleans, Louisiana. We were uh, we're doing a whiskey tasting at this darling place in the courtyard. And as we do, we're talking a little bit of history. It, I think what you were sharing with me is important as we look at our country uh, struggling right now, even deciding where we're going to go from here, who's gonna open up, who's not. Right. 
and uh, the way we demonize folks and we think of good and bad, but our sordid history that plays out here in New Orleans, Louisiana, kind of gives us a little bit of a better insight into who we really are as a people. Absolutely. So New Orleans uh, played a big role in the role of 1812 with Andrew Jackson coming down and actually recruiting Gene Lafitte, who was a pirate, to help him defend America against the British coming back to invade. And without Gene Lafitte and uh, the Flying, not the Flying Tigers, um, but Flying Tigers was later on in World War II, uh, but without his, his um, band to help him out or with other pirates, there would not be a United States of America anymore because that was a turning point in the War of 1812 to help us preserve our freedom for what we have today. And think about that. So the people that we always demonize as the bad guys were really part of the people who all came together because America is for all of us. So there's the lesson right now. So I think we need to raise a glass. USA. USA. Cheers. Here in the Mississippi, right on the edge of the Mississippi in New Orleans, Louisiana with Matt Peel. He is our coach in the game of life. And uh, as I travel around the country, I've been in Las Vegas, I've been in Houston, I'm now here in New Orleans. And you know, the feeling is really the same. There, you'll see people even here, some masked up, some not masked up. Uh, here in New Orleans, Matt, it's a little uh, stricter. In, in New Orleans it is. Um, the, the mayor's a little bit stricter. You just go outside the city or outside the parish or county, it's a little less. But people are flexing their, their individual muscles, we'll say that. Yeah. So their individuality. We were just, and you'll see a little bit later, I'll give you some, some shots of Bourbon Street, but I didn't really see a whole lot of masks on. Not a whole lot of masks going <laughs> Not on Not a lot outside. of social distancing, or to outside, be honest. Right. pretty fabulous. Yeah. And, fabulous. and yet, uh, even in Texas, as I shared with you earlier, as people were um, all opened up, everything's opened up, still you go into restaurants and establishments, and a lot of the staff will have their masks on because they want to make everyone feel comfortable. Okay, and I was telling you this earlier, Matt, this is the funny thing, that the mandate's gone and people are kind of self-regulating. It's a weird thing. People actually will do what's best for them, even without the government telling them. Right. I, who I, knew? Who knew? <laughs> we, we just want choice. Just give us a choice, and I think the right choice is made the majority of the time on, on your own. And that's, I think that's what America's about. So, Matt, working with some of the folks that you work in in the fitness industry, um, have you seen that kind of feeling? Or do you still see people a little bit shy of, of getting together, of uh, working in close proximity? I mean, how's that working out? I the, the health club that I work at is there. Of course, there there are mandates for employees for various things. But as far as members when they're working out. Uh, no, there's not a lot of masking going on. People are making their own decisions. You know, when you work down the health club, you're one of the healthiest people on the face of the planet. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> I will say here in the South, where, where obesity overall in most oh, of the Gulf God, South yeah, is high, yeah. we're in the minority. So there has not been an outbreak at my health club. Have people had it? Sure. And you want you just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from that, just you know, use your brain. Use your brain. Yeah, because that's one of the, the most disturbing things about all of this was the regulating shutting down of uh, health 
clubs because in this time this is a time where we need our immune system system. we really need to eat what right and you don't eat that well when you're sitting on your couch at home i'm not gonna lie and we need to get out and get healthy and and get our bodies moving but you know how do you do that this experiment i hope we look at it like 10 years from now and go oh okay this is what we did wrong instead of you know well congratulating ourselves i'm not sure right but you know we're we are america so freedom freedom of choice let us make a choice and i think again the overwhelming majority of time we're going to make the right choice for everybody involved and that's what's about so i'm going to give you some insight into what it looks like traveling around uh, of course we saw what it looks like traveling on an airplane and some of the things you if you're concerned what you need to know a little later we're going to show you more bourbon street and some other beautiful sites here in the new orleans let's take a little look at what our vista is there you go. He's walking out of the I'm sea. Trying, You're I'm part of the realize, Vista. I'm, I'm trying to be, I am the Vista. <laughs> You're the Vista. I'm the Vista. And we'll be with Matt in just a few moments live. And I'm feeling good. Oh, yes, we are. We're feeling good because I just had a great vacation. I was out and about. The world is starting to open up. I visited in Las Vegas, Nevada. I was in Houston, Texas, and I went to my birth town, New Orleans, Louisiana, which is the HQ of our guest, Matt Peel. He's the author of this book, Athlete in the Game of Life, a great book. It's look, it's not real thick, so it's not going to take you a long time to read it, but it could change your life. It can help you feel better and help correct some of the problems that you may be experiencing post-COVID and as you get older. Matthew Matt is a certified corrective exercise specialist. He's my buddy. In fact, he was my personal tour guide. We spent some time together when I was in New Orleans, and of course, you see some of our our posts in this program and at my Michelle Live, some of the experiences there was absolutely amazing. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Michelle. How's everybody doing today? Well, you know, partially happy to be home and sleep in my own bed, but man, I was having such a great time experiencing the world again. We've all been shut down, shut out and locked down for so long. Right, right. And so long is is the answer as we come upon what just passed the year of it. I remember vividly what was happening last year is I was right? at a St. Patrick's day celebration, just going, man, this is it. This is it for two weeks. Nothing. Well, yeah. two weeks plus 50 weeks after that. Right. Right. No, I, I was very similar, but I had this feeling the world is never really going to be the same. I don't know if I'm just all doom and gloom or what my problem is, but I was thinking, I don't know. Things may never be the same. I'm just going to enjoy today because Lord knows when we'll be out again, and it's been a while. But things are starting to open up again. As we were talking just a few moments ago, uh, we have... Las Vegas, uh, they're looking forward to opening. The Valencia was just sold for $6.25 billion, billion because they really believe things are going to be on the upswing. Gambling's going to open. Things are going to happen. But right now, it's pretty dead. So there you go. The Bellagio Fountain, though, my favorite. That's still going. So I was happy with that. And I could go across the street and get my favorite um, French onion soup. From Mona Me Gabby. That's great. 
Um, things in New Orleans are open. And as you and I were talking in the video before, yeah, some things are opening, but there's still some restrictions uh, from the mayor. I didn't see a lot of those on Bourbon Street, though. Well, uh, everything is very subjective, as <laughs> the case with most places. So at the end of the day, how much how much is a business willing to do? Uh, I know I have family out in Southern California in the uh, L.A. area. And, you know, law enforcement is just saying, you know, Gavin Newsom, I'm, I'm not going to listen to you because you're killing business unnecessarily. So they're letting things go. They're letting places stay open. They're letting them do what they need to do on a daily basis to keep their lights on, you know, and, and pay their rent at home. And I really do think when it comes down to it, that's where the disconnect between politicians and actually us normal living people are. Um, you know, their lives are paid for. They have a nice government salary. The rest of us have to go out and uh, you know knock on doors and huh. hit the pavement and earn a living. And so, you know, the law enforcement, I, I think, and local agencies get that. They understand that. So they're going to do as long as there's not a big you know, massive outbreak of people and gatherings and things like that, you know, they're going to let it slide until a problem is called upon. And, and that's what's going on. When I was in Houston, we know Texas has opened up. What I observed, and you're going to find this interesting as you're watching or listening today, uh, something's changed. Even though everything was opened up, you go into establishments and to make people comfortable, the staff were still required to wear face masks and uh, there was still hand washing or uh, sanitation, little stations and things. Uh, that seems to be what happens when you leave people to their own freedoms and devices. They tend to make choices like business owners. Hey, I want to be open, but I'm still going to make people feel comfortable. We may have people who have health concerns. So we're going to make sure we have masks at the door and they can sanitize their hands with that awful san hand sanitizer, which we'll talk about in another show. There's better alternatives, people. Nonetheless, um, when you have freedom, I saw that in New Orleans as well. Uh, some establishments, they didn't care that much, but they wanted to make their customers feel comfortable. So freedom looked a lot like people still being careful. Absolutely. And if you let us make our decisions, then we're going to try to make the best things for ourselves and for our customers. And people, some aren't ready to just jump into free willy be open and that's okay. But when you give someone the opportunity to do so, whether the business makes that decision on it. And then the customer base will tell them if someone walks by and is very much against social distancing or masking and they see it inside, well, they're going to go somewhere else. But the vice versa is also true. You know, if you want that and you go inside and, and walk by and you see that happening, well, you're going to go in. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the customer, right? That is going to dictate how things go. And as we evolve and change and people get vaccinated and do whatever you know they want to, then we'll get that comfort level. And someone said, we'll never return. That's a bunch of BS because we are, because we're humans. We're going to go back to the same way we were before. And if you're saying, Matt, you're a liar, give me five years and I'm willing to bet a limb on it that people say, oh yeah, remember when that happened? As you look around and you're like this in a packed stadium or a concert uh, hall, enjoying what you're doing. I hope so, so man. I, I think that's just not going to happen. Let's just hope so, uh, because we I, I'm starting to think that maybe the politicians aren't buying into this as much as they say they are. Uh, 
John Kerry, uh, who you know as the uh, guru of climate, was actually flying around the same time I was. He was sitting in first class, but there's a nice picture snapped of him. He wasn't eating, wasn't drinking, but he felt it was okay to take off his mask. You know, and we've seen that with other politicians, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done and such. So, you know, what we're really seeing is what humans really believe, that we want to be out and about, we want to be free. And what I wanted to get to, you have a lot of good information in your book about uh, staying healthy, staying fit, being ready for the game of life. And as life opens up again, we want to be ready to play. I want to quote something from your book where you say, um, luckily for us, the human body is a wonderful machine. If treated properly, it can regenerate strength, coordination, balance, and build brain cells. And I think that's pretty important because some of us have been sitting on our other brain for a year <laughs> and getting out and right. experiencing life. Right. Well, you're starting to, I, okay, can I just share something real quick? I was watching my videos from all the walking I was doing in New Orleans. And the last video, I'm kind of walking I'm kind of waddling a little bit because my feet were so tired from all of the fun that I've been having nonstop. That's okay. That's a good kind of tired. But if you're not able to keep up with life, then there's a problem. Matt, you can help us with that. Absolutely, I can. And it's about stretching. It's about strengthening just as much as about stretching and finding it is what you enjoy. One of the things I, I, I talked about back in January, especially on your show, was that you know the reject the resolution part. We can't always yes. deprive ourselves and continue to be happy. We have to do things that bring us enjoyment. And that's really what my book talks about. Are These are some ways and some ideas and philosophies that you can be better off if you incorporate into what you're doing on a daily basis to enjoy what you're doing at a, at a higher level, whether it is hiking, street hiking, or hiking out in the mountains or the hills or playing golf like I like to do on the weekends or tennis or mm -hmm. whatever it is you can get back into that. Even if you've been sheltering in place or, or working from home and are afraid to walk out the door, there's things you can do inside your house that you don't just have to sit on your device all day. I love that. Okay. First though, I, I kind of need you to do me a solid. I had been flying for hours. I mean, that's kind of a long flight going from mm -hmm. uh, Houston, New Orleans, New Orleans. So, uh, you know, there's some things that people don't think about when you're sitting that long on an airplane. It's not only not great for you. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your body, your circulation. But man, you can have you can have kind of those plane strains. Can you help me out a little bit with some stretches that I can do to feel a little better? Sure. Some things that we could do, uh, you know, obviously if you get up and go to the bathroom, even if you don't have to, sometimes it's good just to walk <laughs> down the aisle and get out there. Uh, a couple things you can do. I'll try and I don't, don't have a lot of room with the couch right behind me, but you can do some things with your arms. You can at least put your arms like this, like you're going to be super flex, but you're just going to rotate down and you can rotate them back up. And then you can feel that in your upper back and in your shoulders. It's oh, yeah, a good way to work your rotator cuff. You can even yeah. put your arms out in front of you and then just bring back and again, squeeze those shoulder blades behind you. That helps to keep you upright. So you're not always leaned over in, in that position. You can just kind of rotate and turn your body and give a good stretch to your left and to your right. Some of those things uh, you can do right in your seat. Do right in your seat. Even when you go and walk to the bathroom and if you're, you're standing there in that, you know, small stall, you can at least 
reach back, grab your ankle. You can't really see where I'm at. But grab your ankle, bring your leather leg so you get a nice stretch in your quadricep. Do that on each side. It only takes 10 seconds each. No one knows the difference. Hopefully, they're not pounding on the door waiting for you. <laughs> um, but those are a couple of things that you can do to just kind of feel uh, better along the flight. Yeah, and and that's really good. I I was talking. I've said this a couple of times, and I had this on social media. Those little seats, they're pretty small, right? And if you're sitting next to someone who is more generous in their body makeup. <laughs> Uh, you know, where I literally had people sitting next to me on my flight that took up one, up to one third of my seat and I'm kind of squished over there. So getting up and getting out is kind of nice because that's not really good for you either to be sitting, you know, they, they just really have you stuffed in there so much for social distancing, right? Right, right. It's back to the old sardine can, the Greyhound of the skies, Spirit <laughs> <Yeah>. Airlines. <laughs> oh so, gosh, uh... I know, right? <laughs> But that you know, and the, but the good thing about that is people are out. People are out flying. Um, I own some American Airlines stock. In fact, I just sold a little bit and made a little bit of profit because yeah. it's up. People are out. Look at the TSA numbers. Finally. People are out there. They're getting back out there. And um, as more vaccines happen, and hopefully wherever you're listening or watching in your state, uh, you're to the fact of where uh, almost everybody is eligible to get it, get back out there. And that, that's what life's about. You don't have to go to Europe. There's plenty of things in the continental United States that I guarantee you haven't seen. I'm pretty sure there's a state you probably have never been to. Oh, Why yeah. Go there? I had the most amazing experience getting out, and it felt so good. Now, some of our problems, though, you mentioned, you know, the vaccine and stuff. And some of us, like me, I'm going to choose not to. I admit it. There you go. You can email me and tell me how bad I am. But you also know that I'm talking about it on our show and giving you good information so that you can make the best choice for you. But what am I going to do instead? I'm going to have a healthy immune system. Now, something that you and I talked about when we were sitting there with the wind blowing in my hair on the edge of the Mississippi. Woohoo! And you as well. Thank yeah, you. right. <laughs> we were talking about uh, you working with clients, you helping people to get healthy because, you know, the mask, there's a lot of evidence that says, yeah, it doesn't do much more than make you feel like you're safer. But what can really help you is that God-given mask called our immune system. And we get that by being healthy. We get that by becoming more physically fit, active, and healthy. Absolutely. And there was an article today that uh, was on LinkedIn, and I put a pretty scathing anti uh, comment about that. I was talking about gyms, for example, and them remaining closed, and they, they need to stay closed. And, and that is the opposite. I work in a health club. And luckily here, believe it or not, in Louisiana, one of the fattest states in the union, yes, our gyms were reopened back last May. How many outbreaks do we have of coronavirus that had to close the gym? A big fat zilcho. What? Zilch, right? Zero. What? Right. Breaking news story. Classes. Come on. Breaking news. Breaking news. Right. We had group exercise classes. Were they all at the same old place before where you're, you're like this on a Saturday morning? No. And that's okay. We operated within the restrictions and guidelines they said of capacity, but we stayed open. People came in. You know, if someone did have a COVID, a member or a staff portion, you know, it wasn't publicized. I have no idea, but they just stayed away. There was nothing that made us have to close the doors. So it's false. It's lies, people, that you know, these gyms and you have to close it and keep us unhealthy. No, get into the gym. 
get healthy, eat right, exercise outside, exercise inside. That is your best first defense. Who are the people that have the most complications from COVID are the ones that are obese, that have heart disease, that have type 2 diabetes, that are candidates for stroke in the first place. So one way you can reduce those risk factors is to take care of yourself. Yeah. And you give us a lot of hope in your book, The Athlete in the Game of Life. Um, you give people hope who maybe feel like they've, they're past their prime age-wise and health-wise and reminding them, no, 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 wait a minute. Your body is made to regenerate. You can correct some of those aches, some of those pains before they get worse. Uh, some of the fears of, of uh, hurting ourselves as we get older, you know, the, all of those things can be reversed and we can be healthy throughout our lives and we can experience life and not be afraid to go out and live, live, live. Uh, Matt, this is his book right there. There you go. You can pick it up online. You can go to mymichellelive.com. There's a link. You can also go to mattpeel.com. There's a lot of good information and Matt can be there to help you as well as he helps us here from time to time. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Thank you. For more fun, go to MichelleLive.com.